Welcome back to This Is Family. Before we begin, we'd like to inform our listeners that our conversation today deals with a very sensitive topic. So put in your earbuds or come back later and listen when the children aren't around. We're picking up where we left off last time as we go into part two of Protecting Kids From Porn with Youth Pastor Lawrence Matthews on this special episode of This Is Family. Brother Matthews, we talked about this problem of pornography last time and how it affects our children. Now, let's discuss what we as parents can do to defend our kids. Awesome. So, you know, I think the first question that comes to mind, for me anyway, is what age do we start really addressing this with our kids? How early? How young? What? Sure. And, and how? I think, number again, always age appropriate, but I think that we need to start as, as soon as we can. Our son is six, and we've been addressing this with him for a while, helping him to build up his own little boundaries to help him keep his little mind safe. Mm. Uh, and so he's six, and so I, I could say that we've been working with him, you know, and and both our boys probably uh, right around maybe fourish yeah. and stuff. We don't go into the details of things, sure. Sure. but one of the things that we do to help them guard themselves is is we tell them, hey. Watch, watch. Don't just go and look at everybody's phone or don't go and look at, you know, everybody's iPad, Mm -hmm. you know, because there could be some things on that that can hurt your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some people out there that that they're not very good people. And so they would try to put some ads or or, uh, create some type of cartoons that may look fun and cool. Uh, That may be cool to you, but later on, there could be a picture in there that you don't need to see. And so— you know, if mom or dad are not around, just try to avoid those things. And for the most part so far, thank you, Jesus, uh, <laughs> our boys have, you know, have been listening to us so far. Yeah, it reminds me of that that Sunday school song, Be Careful Little Eyes, What That's You it. See. You know, I mean, isn't that so true? And, and yes. I know with uh, with our kids, one little phrase that we use around our house is bounce your eyes. Awesome. Say bounce your yes. eyes because the world gives us plenty of opportunities to allow our eyes to linger mm-hmm. on things that are not wholesome. Right. Uh, I mean, my Lord, all you have to do is go to the checkout uh, at the grocery store and mm-hmm. the magazines, you know. So that gives us as parents an opportunity to teach our children, hey, when you see something that, when something comes into your field of vision that is yeah. not wholesome, bounce your eyes. Because you know, all kids Great can understand point. the concept of bouncing a ball. Yeah. And our eyes are kind of shaped that way. <laughs> True. So let's bounce our eyes away from the things that we know are not wholesome. And that's yeah. just one thing that uh, that we've done in our house, and it seems yeah. to work. And even now with our teenagers, that's what that bounced my eyes, you know. So awesome. It's, uh, it's a good thing. But we really can't start, re- almost really can't start too young, can we? No, you can't because uh, the world's not, they're not waiting until they're, 20 or 30 or 40, mm-hmm. they're so going good. after them yeah. as soon as they can get them. Right. As soon as that kid can pick up a phone mm-hmm. and know how to navigate that phone to get to YouTube yeah. or or get to the internet and look at many different things, mm-hmm. they're going after our kids. And so what do we have to do? We as parents have to be proactive yeah. and yeah. begin to prepare our children right now for the battle to guard their minds. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And I think it takes a little bit of creativity on our parts and and you have to really think through some things. And sometimes, um, situations are, are put in our laps that we're, we have to deal with in the moment. Sure. Um, I remember 
when we were doing Bible quizzing with some of our kids and the word adultery came up in a Bible verse and dad, what is that? (laughs) And so, but they were what, five and six or six and seven, something of that nature. So Mm -hmm. I obviously couldn't go into the details, Mm -hmm. but in an age appropriate way, like you said earlier, well, it's when a man and a woman behave with each other in a way that a husband and wife would, but they're not a husband and wife. Okay. Right. So that like paints a picture with a broad brush. So sometimes as, as parents, when they are young, we, we have to be creative. We have to be, um, answer the question mm-hmm. and address the situation. Not just avoid it. You shouldn't just right. avoid oh, the questions because it's a sensitive topic. You've got to give them some sort of answer. If we don't give them the answer, Somebody They're going to go look will. somebody somewhere else, aren't they, Brother yeah. Matthews? They are. And here's yeah. the thing. If 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 you are that parent, you know, that may not have all the answers, which we don't, mm-hmm. it's okay, I feel, to, like, reach out mm-hmm. to people who are in your friends group to find out exactly, like, what are you doing to mm-hmm. help, you know, train your young person at the age of four, at the age of five? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to help uh, protect your kid? Again, it goes back to building, uh, building that wall like Nehemiah yeah. was doing. For the children of Israel. Yeah. So we what, want to build what, the walls of our, for our kids. So what can parents do? Awesome. Number one, somehow, some way, get some type of filter placed in your home. Yeah. But also at the same time, make sure that uh you only don't only use filters, but use blockers, use as much tools that you can to protect your family. Uh again, I, I'm I'm still, I may be a little bit old school. Number number one thing is, I don't think that kid should have a phone too early. Agreed. Yeah, Why? It's because agree. the moment, I know that we don't, we're very cautious about grownups and different people that we don't know to come and speak to our children. I think sometimes we forget about once we have that, we put that phone in that child's hand, mm-hmm. we're doing just about the same thing. Yeah. Yes. We are opening that child up to be influenced by men and women that don't have our our consent. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you want to, to control that as a parent, or if you want to monitor that or safeguard against that, sometimes a, a kid, they may not need a phone. Yeah. Period. Yeah. At a certain age. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's a good age to, uh, to for a kid to have a phone? Well, I have a few questions that, I think that we need to ask ourselves as parents, number one, is uh, when you're going to give your kid a phone, do they need it for, how can I say, safety purposes? Mm -hmm. Uh, And also at the same time, are they going to need it for social reasons? I understand we're at the era now where young people are socializing and they're using, how can I say, texting. And also at the same time, they're calling each other. I get that. And I get the social aspects of it. But you got to ask yourself the question as a parent, does my 10-year-old really need mm. a cell phone? Mm-hmm. And, and if, if we're saying, well, they need it for safety purposes, I've always thought to myself, okay, we're saying they need it for safety purposes, but then we're opening the door for this unsafe environment. Yeah. So you got to kind of like weigh it out because it's, it, it works both ways. You know, you could be yes. saying, well, they need it. So how did we do it? How did we survive without them? Sometimes I feel like the safety thing can be an excuse. I had a carrier pigeon. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think it could be like an excuse too that a parent yeah. is rushing into that, kind of mm-hmm. wanting them to have one. And so yeah. they say, well, 
they need it. And I'm not saying there's not a point at which they do. Correct. But I think we got to be careful with, you know, the safety thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, especially if you allow your young person to have a smartphone, uh, who's calling your kid? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's texting your kid? Yeah. And then from there, if they've got a smartphone, uh, you might as well give them the the internet and and allow everybody in the world to have yeah. access to your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So is there a safe way for them to have a phone, like a a particular type of phone or I think a way to make the smartphone safe? If 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 you have to give your kid a phone, I think in my opinion, there's two there's two types of phones that I think a, a parent can give their kid. Number one, there's always that old flip phone. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, you can give them an old flip phone. You know, something that does not have, uh, it's not a smartphone. Where just tell it, them you're going retro. That's cool these days. There it is. It's starting to come back. <laughs> it I is. Actually have, <laughs> I actually have a young person in my youth group. Yeah. It is his choice, not his parents' choice. Wow. That he went out and got a flip phone. Huh. Very cool. Good because him. in his mind, he realized at his age. Wow. That he's like, this is like, you know, bombarding my time. Yeah. It's, it's stealing my time. Man, that's wisdom beyond And years. so uh, he has a flip phone. And so the other one is the Gab phone. Okay. The Gab phone, it does not have internet access. Uh, also, at the same time, it's not a smartphone. You can still text. You can still call. Uh, things of that nature. Everything that a young person would need. And here's a, here's the kicker. It looks like an iPhone. Oh, wow. Mm. So if our young people, they still want to, you know, look up to par, yeah. you know, and feel like they're still, <laughs> they do, you know, right? cool. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. sheep in wolf's clothing. There it is. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think the, the things that we need to ask ourselves, too, is, you know, I mean, uh, what about what about apps? Um, yes. can, can the kids be trusted not to text in school during class? Can you know? That is what correct. about if you've got uh, kids that drive? Can we trust that they're not going to be on that phone and potentially putting themselves in a life-threatening situation? You know, there's all these questions that as parents we really need to be asking before we just hand it over. Right. We have to ask ourselves these questions, like you just pointed out. You know, does my kid? Can my kid handle? not testing in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, the deaths of teen teens driving has gone up because of yeah. this little device called right. the phone and called the, you know, smartphone. What is it? Can we can we trust them? Can we trust them to, when they're using, when they're taking pictures, not to take pictures yeah. of themselves or yeah. take pictures of inappropriate things? Right. Uh, can we trust them to be able to bal- have balance in their life and know that, hey, uh, it's about one o'clock in the morning and I need to stop calling mm. in. Even though I like this person, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to turn my phone on. And that's a lot to ask of, of young people. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to ask of kids. And really there's a great responsibility on us as parents as well to, um, so it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. We, we need to be training them for the eventuality of when they are an adult. Correct. To know how to mm-hmm. be responsible with these devices what you're saying is we we have to learn to teach them responsibility, and I and I I agree. There comes a point in a time where you know where they have they're going to have to graduate from mm-hmm. the flip phone mm-hmm. and from the gab phone, and they're probably going to have to have that smartphone placed yeah. in their hand. Right. Again, we don't live in a bubble, but I I do think that we have to be very guarded, and we have to train our children to be disciplined yeah. when they have it. Because here's the thing. If we just the whole time we, up until they leave for college, mm-hmm. and we that's all they've got, 
uh, when they get into the real world, what if they become a salesman and then all of a sudden they have access to mm-hmm. the smartphone and they have not learned the disciplines and how to have this phone? It could be detrimental to them. And so in my opinion, what I think that we probably need to do is as as family and this is the way my wife and myself we're gonna we're gonna tackle this when it comes. Is it, it, there's gonna come that age right at yeah. about maybe maybe about seventeen, maybe about eighteen, just before they about to leave our house. Mm-hmm. We'll probably entrust them to have a a smartphone. Why? Okay. Because just like I said, we have to prepare them, mm-hmm. but also at the same time in preparing them, we have to let them know, hey son, that the there's still some dangers. That are uh, that this phone has, and so to help place safeguards around them, there are there are things that Covenant Eyes, uh, how can I say, tools that Covenant Eyes have, which is if you have an Android phone, uh, you can actually uh, you can actually block and stop a young person from actually downloading different apps. Mm, okay. Okay, wow. and so uh, with an iPhone, that's already built into the uh, the system for the iPhone. Yeah, you can already block your kid from downloading apps. And so, what I'm trying to say is this: as you walk alongside your young people, you may have to still have those those guards there in their life. Yeah, just in case if they do get off track. Right. But what happens is, at least when you when you have those guards there, you can say. Hey, we need to work on this. Let's 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 cut back just a little bit yeah. uh, with those things, and maybe we may, we may have to put some more blockers on your phone and and block some more apps for you to help understand that this is you need to guard your mind. Your so the, own the, self. the concept is is a gradual release, correct, into complete autonomy, correct, um, so that as a child initially gets. Maybe it's that flip phone or that gab phone, right? Yes. And then at the point at which it makes sense for them to move into a smartphone, well, you don't just hand them the smartphone with all the gates wide open. No. You hand them a smartphone that's pretty well locked down. Yes. You know, that that isn't dramatically different from that flip or that gab, mm-hmm. but maybe in, uh, it opens up a few more doors. And then Correct. as they age, as they develop and and frankly, earn more and more trust. That's a great way of putting it. And then, I also think it, it's okay that we, like, sometimes just put it back on them sure. to uh, demonstrate that we are trying to help them and trust them to make their own good decisions. So, yes. for instance, if I have an older kid, almost adult kid, who yeah. comes to me and says, hey, I'd really like to have this app on my phone. We have enough safeguards that they have to come and ask if they can get it. But then I put it back on them and I say, okay, tell me why you need and want this app. And then why don't we talk about, are there any dangers on this app? That's a great point. And how, how, like, let's talk this through. So you're teaching them, training them, because we're supposed to train them up, right? How to think through it themselves because they're nearing that adult age. Yep. So I'm not just going to say, you can't have that. You shouldn't have it. Here's why. But sometimes I'm going to say, okay, tell me why you need it. Mm-hmm. Now here's the dangers. How does that weigh out? Like That's a great point. And that's almost like uh, how Covenant Eyes put it and how how I'm viewing it right now is what you're 
pretty much saying is, okay, let's just let's go research this app. As parents, before we allow our kids to have certain apps, I think that we should re- do a little research on it. And then from there, like you're saying, Stacey, uh, ask those tough questions. Why? But I think also at the same time, what we could probably do is uh, say, come on, why don't we sit down and look at the— Beautiful. Look at the—let's look at the research about yeah. this app. Yes. And I want you to judge yourself. Mm. Do exactly. you think that this is something safe for you to have yourself as a young adult? And then that opens up great dialogue and great growth for your kid. When they're looking down, they're like, okay, this can really be detrimental yeah. to my yeah. spirit. It's it's great when they can see it and they make that decision themselves. Yeah. Like, oh no, yeah. I'm staying away from it. Because so they good. do they do have to feel like they're being able to help in making these decisions at yeah. some point. Because once they get to be a certain age, oh, it's healthy. They yeah. they don't just always want to feel like mom and dad are saying, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can kind of bring them alongside, like you said, and talk through it together, work through it together so they feel like they have some say-so and yeah. they're learning how to be an adult. You yeah, know, because yes. I, I try to tell them, I'm not just trying to teach you how to be a good kid. I'm trying to teach you how to be a good adult. Would you want your kid to have this app? Wow. Why wouldn't that. you want them to have it? Yeah. You know? Now, Brother Matthews, you've mentioned uh, covenant eyes a sure. couple of times. Um, and I know there are other filters and um, monitoring sure. uh, apps out there. But give us a little 101 on what tools parents can use that are technology-based. Technology-based. I think we should we should use both. We should have those, yeah. the relational mm-hmm. uh protections with our children, those conversations and the, sure you know, working together to go through the research together. But mm-hmm. then there are some really great pieces of technology yes. out there that really make this job a whole lot easier as a parent. So what have you found and what can you share with our listeners that, that you have found that has been helpful? Sure. So far, as, uh, as you heard, Covenant Eyes, they give you so much content on why and things that you can also sit down with your kid. But what they do is they offer a plethora of different tools from uh, those blockers and things like that that you can place on your phone. Also, things that monitor uh, what your kid is using. I think one of the things that w- one of the leading things is I don't have it yet for our for our family for our kids is Bark. Mm-hmm. I've just been hearing we've used it. Yeah, we and use it. Doing yeah. some we research it. on it just a bit about Bark, and I have a very good friend who's using it right now. Who we who we are all friends with mm-hmm. and uh he uses it for his young person. I think the one thing that I'm that I I really love about it is you can turn up how sensitive you want it. True. Yes. And you can turn down how how sensitive you want it. And so right now, if his son has somebody, and this is what I love about it also, if somebody texts his son certain content, mm-hmm. it automatically goes to his phone. Yep. Right. Also at the same time, if somebody says something or if his son is is looking at something that's distasteful, it automatically sends something to him. Mm-hmm. So what does that do? Just like Covenant Eyes, it, it it keeps the young person accountable. Yeah. Yeah. At all times. And so you, that's that's what you want as a parent. You want, as you're doing your research, you're wanting something that whatever your kid is looking at, it is a mirror and it's sending something back to you. Yeah. Even down to the text. Uh, there are different uh, tools out there that if your kid is text a word that 
that's talking about suicide, mm-hmm. it will automatically yep. send something to the parent for sure and alert alert the parent that hey. This is what your kid is thinking about. You may want to go check on it. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll vouch for the effectiveness of Bark, yeah, and you know great. we're not here to endorse any one over another. But sure. since we use Bark in our in our home, um, we literally got a phone call yeah. from Bark um, because some algorithm picked up in a text thread sure. something to do with what could have been perceived as a, an active shooter scenario. So it's incredibly And it also effective. blurs images. Yeah. Um, you could speak on that a little bit more because you're the one that's implementing a lot of this. But doesn't it, don't they have a new thing where it can blur an image? So if someone sends an image to your kid's phone and they never wanted that image to come in oh, yeah. to their yeah, phone. Sure. Yeah, that's actually uh, within um, Apple, iOS. They just in, oh, okay. uh, just initiated that technology, which is wonderful um, that, it, that it's, it has that protection. So I think the point really in all of this is do your research, yep. look and see. Uh, there's really no excuse to to not have um, something that works yes. for your family and, mm-hmm. and for your particular scenario. Maybe bark isn't the right thing for you. Maybe sure. covenant eyes isn't well, exactly multiple, what fits you. Multiple filters are oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. Because some of them I catch agree. certain things and other ones catch other things. So using multiple at a time can be, I think, really helpful. I think some people, and I've run into this in youth ministry uh, with with some parents, and sometimes the parents are concerned about the price of it. And so I think the question is we, we shouldn't think about, you know, how much, how much am I going to have to invest to, you know, how much money am I losing? Mm. I guess we as parents, we need to think about it from this standpoint. How valuable— Yeah. Are the minds and the hearts of your children? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How valuable, not only of that generation that just came out of your your womb and your loins, mm-hmm. but the next generation that will follow your yeah. grandkids. Right. Because this this addiction, if not careful, it can not only affect your children. Who, for some folks that may have fallen into pornography, it can end up affecting. Their kids' kids, yeah, and so it could be just that that one that one filter or this one gesture of getting filters and and getting these type of safeguards in your home that can help keep your your family tree safe. Yeah. And so the question goes back to it is how valuable is it to keep your kids safe? And if you if you value keeping their mind safe, there should be no price. Yeah, that yeah. we as parents. That we should worry about paying. We we have no safe. problem going and paying for our Starbucks drinks or their Starbucks oh, drinks. Oh, you mean five bucks? Right. But I think <laughs> if bucks. we started adding all those up, we could easily yeah. pay for these apps. That is correct. You yeah. know, and, and we're talking a lot about technology. Uh, I tend to be a somewhat technological-minded sure. person personally, it, it, but not everybody's that way. Um, yeah. so, sometimes technology can be difficult. And I'll say this. Even with trying to be uh, on the ball mm-hmm. with the technology, it still is a lot to try to yes. to to comprehend and implement and stay on top of. It's work. Mm-hmm. It's work. There's uh, a lot of work. There's been so, plenty of nights where you've been up. Oh yeah, just working on it. Just it is work. But but your point, right. it's worth the it's effort. Worth it's it. worth the investment. But if if someone is not technologically adept, 
Sure. Okay. Um, what What's the best thing? What's the best thing for them to do? Is it, well, go out and learn? <laughs> I mean, that... You need to educate yourself. It's probably but, part of it. But again, at the same time, that's where you bring your friend base in. Bingo. You bring your friend base oh. in. If you don't know, that's why God has allowed you to have good friends that are placed around you. And leadership. And, and leadership. Yeah. Myself, our, our pastor, yeah. and stuff like that. If you don't know, go ask the question. My teacher used to say it like this. The only dumb question that, that there is is a question not asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, your kids are worth it. Your mm-hmm. husband's worth it. Your wife is worth it. This mm-hmm. thing dealing with pornography, it is very invasive. If you want to keep your family safe, but you're not tech savvy, ask. Mm-hmm. Ask yeah. your friend, your friend's group uh, and things of that nature. You know, hop on. If you've got a little, if you've got a friend's group, you know, online or in church center, or uh, how can I say that you're connected to online or something like that, Send out a question. Ask them what they're doing. If you've got a mom's group at your church, ask them what they're doing to protect right. their children uh, from this from this cancer called pornography. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. I, I like what you said about um, you know, it's not just the kids. We also want to protect our marriages, and you know, as yes. parents, we can't just say, "Well, only the kids could be vulnerable." And we talk very openly about yeah. that to our kids that, you know, we also put, we're not asking or them to do anything differently than what we're doing for ourselves, or we're not implementing anything differently than what we would. I should say it could look different. It might Mm -hmm. be a different way of doing it, but we've made it clear to them that we have each other's passwords. We can get into each other's, you know, phones and computers and it's out in the open and, and there's not those secret areas. Um, so, you know, one thing's for sure, you know, we we parents need to be extra vigilant in protecting our children and, and just our homes. We've come to the end of our time today, and Brother Matthews, you have certainly given us a lot to think about. As we depart, would you mind just closing us out with a word of prayer? Sure. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord God, today for a good church, good families, Lord God, and a good friends group. Well, God, I thank you, Lord, for when we don't have the answers that we can rely on our church and our, our friends group to help come around us, God, to have those talks, Lord God, to find those things that we can help better our family and safeguard our family from the things of this world. Lord Jesus, continue to guard our families, Lord God. Keep your hands upon them. God, I plead the blood upon every listener. Lord God, and I pray that you would continue to encourage them, Lord God, that they can make it through this fight, Lord God, uh, with this thing called pornography. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's been so good having you here with us. Um, We really, really honor you and thank you so much, not only for your investment uh, in our young people here at Calvary, but just sharing with us uh, today your, your great wisdom. We really appreciate it, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a few moments to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you don't already follow Calvary on social media, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform at Calvary Tab Indy. We hope you'll join us next month for another episode of This Is Family. For now, we say farewell, and we pray God's blessings on your family.